welcome back to another FAT podcast. I'm Dr. Fred Clary, founder of Functional Analysis Chiropractic Technique, a chiropractic technique based on movement and breathing. And today's FAT podcast, we're going to go over some heart health basics. Heart health basics. So why go over some heart health basics? Well, it's one of the most important organs in your body. It pumps oxygen to every cell of your body and problems with the heart and heart disease are the leading cause of death for men, women, people, almost every ethnic, racial, cultural, religious background in the United States. One person dies every 37 seconds from cardiovascular disease in the United States and about 640, that's 640,000, 000, 000, 000, 640,000 Americans die every year from heart disease. It is the leading cause of death. Yes, that's more than half a million every year. It's, it's one in four deaths in the United States. So we need to cover it a little bit. If we just look at the cost, if we look at the economics, it reaches down and it's doing about 200 to 250 billion dollars worth of damage every year. If we just look at like coronary artery disease, that's where your the arteries in your heart are blocked or clogged or get thick or stiff and can't supply the heart muscle itself with enough blood and oxygen so it can function properly. If we look at coronary artery disease itself, that is killing 360 360,000 people a year. Right now, as I speak, there's approximately 18 million adults over the age of 21 right now all around us that have some form of cardiovascular disease. That's like 6 seven, to 7% of adults in America, depending on how we count. So that's like uh, two, one in five one in five people who die in the United States over six, that are less than 65 years of age is from cardiovascular disease. That means if you do all the math, there's a heart attack every 40 seconds. So if we look at having people have heart attacks, that's about 800,000 a year. 800,000 a year have a heart attack. Of these, 600,000 is, is a new heart attack, first-timers. And 200,000 is they've already had a heart attack. And ready for this? One in five heart attacks are silent. Now, when I say silent, that means it doesn't mean they're totally unaware of it, but they don't go in. They thought they had bad indigestion. You know, they had spicy Cheetos or, you know, their favorite Mexican or Thai restaurant was a little too spicy that day. And they had some chest pain, some arm pain, some neck pain, some uncomfortability. Um, got it worked out, came and gone, maybe took some painkillers in a day or two. It was gone and never went in and got seen. But the heart was damaged. So that's something to start thinking about. So let's, let's talk about this thing called the heart, this important organ. I'll try not to get too technical because uh, my background is cardiology. I always wanted to be a cardiologist. I'm a closet cardiologist, if you want. Um, I still study how the heart works and... Yes, I can read an EKG. It, 
you know, I almost went to medical school to become a cardiologist until, until I saw really how we do cardiology in this country. It's done different ways in other countries. And until recently, we were just causing more problems. But we'll get to that later on in the podcast here. But basically, your heart is two pumps. You have a right side pump that receives oxygen, poor blood from your veins, and it pumps it to the lungs. So the right side doesn't have to be as strong because it's receiving blood and then it's pumping it to the lungs, okay? It gets oxygenated by the lungs when you inhale. And when you exhale, you blow out the carbon dioxide that is dumped off there, okay? Your left side of the heart is most important. It's the thickest. That's where most of the problems are. Though there are right-sided heart problems, which are really, really complex and, and challenging to deal with. But your left side... That's very thick and strong. It receives the oxygenated blood from the lungs and it pumps it everywhere and keeps the pressure all the way through the system. So the left side pushes most of it. And what happens in most cardiovascular disease, especially coronary artery disease, is these pipes, these little tiny arteries that supply the heart muscle itself get thick, get backed up, and they have trouble with oxygenation oxygenation of the heart muscle itself. That's why it's spasms, there's pain. And if your heart stops moving, and what happens a lot of times, uh, your heart has its own electrical system. And when there's damage there, it'll start uh, shuddering a little bit. You'll get these weird um, uh, types of contractions, which really are aphysiological contractions. They don't really help at all. They're not pushing oxygenated blood out, and that's where people can die of a heart attack. Um, initially, your heart, it's not that it doesn't stop. It just quivers. It's like a spasm, and it doesn't push out enough blood. It doesn't eject is a fancy word we use. Um, eject enough oxygenated blood. So what does the heart do? Well, it beats 60 to 100 times every minute. Um, it's moving 2,000 gallons of blood every day. I want you to think about that. 2,000 gallons of blood every day. And say you live to be 70, hopefully longer. But your heart's going to beat about 2.5 billion times. And in that billion times, at age 70, you're going to move about a 1 million barrels of blood. That's enough to fill three super tankers. Yes, three super oil tankers. So, the internet's a great thing, um, but unfortunately, there's a lot of fake news out there. There's a lot of old news. Back in the 70s and 1980s, they told us not to eat fat because fat and cholesterol were bad for the heart. That's because if they found a black blocked artery going to your heart and you took it out, put it in a blender, and then measured what the components were, there's a lot of fat and cholesterol in there. So they figured, they you know, just deduced that that's the reason for the heart attack. Don't eat any fat or cholesterol. And if you exercise, don't eat fat and cholesterol. Eat margin, which is plastic. Um, you'll be healthy. Well, we know a lot more now. And again, those were PhD, MDs, experts, whoever at the time said that was important. The best thing to do to keep up on heart health and heart science is learn a little basic biology, physiology of, you know, how the heart works and what causes the damage. 
So what causes the damage to a heart? And we're not talking the electrical system. That's totally different. I won't take, talk about volvular stuff, the valves. That's totally different. And, and it's not a place for a little podcast on basic heart health. But what we do know is inflammation. Some people will say low cholesterol, high cholesterol, take a statin, eat a, a vegan diet, plant-based diet, don't eat meat. I've seen everything out there. Here's, here's what's important. It's a diet that doesn't cause you as an individual inflammation. You, not your neighbor, not your doctor, not your your vegan cardiologist jumping up and down and telling you to go vegan. That's a story for another podcast. It's what doesn't cause you inflammation. There's plenty of tests out there that you can do to check for what foods cause you inflammation that you're slightly allergic to. Um, some people go gluten-free. Some people go dairy-free. Some people go red meat-free. But again, it has to be what causes you inflammation. If you don't know, then maybe do an anti-inflammatory diet. Because here's what happens. Your body gets inflamed. That means all your blood vessels get inflamed around there. And if there's any nick or cut or a little irritation on the inside lining of a blood vessel, your body's going to try to heal it. And it'll heal it with a little fat, a little cholesterol, a little protein, and put like, you know, a little, a little spackling there, a little patch. Well, sometimes those patches get too big. And it's so big that platelets rub against it. Platelets are the things that float around in your blood that cause clots. So you cut yourself shaving. It's, it'll start clotting up in a minute or two. That's caused by platelets. That irritation, that, that plaque, that patch, and you get the platelets going there, starts getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And you get this big, gross mass they call an atherosclerotic plaque. Well, it's a little bit of um, platelets, it's a little bit of fat, it's a little bit of cholesterol, and over time it can be even calcium. Your body even calcify it. Put a little calcium then. And if it calcifies, just like bone, guess what? It's not going to expand. So just like an old garden hose that doesn't expand, it'll break, it'll rip. Now here's the thing. In your, in your system, it just raises blood pressure and because nothing can get through there, you get actually more platelets and more clots and pretty soon blood's not getting through. And blood's not getting through to the heart muscle itself that's got to pump things around. I always like to say that the heart muscle is like a single parent. It gets the oxygen in the blood last. So that's something to think about. So you know, your bicep, your brain, your liver, your gastrointestinal areas may get some of the uh, blood flow and oxygenation first. Your heart, it's usually a little last, okay? That's not totally correct bio biologically, but it's a good way to think about it. So what can I do to reduce inflammation? What can I do to start addressing it? You know, everyone's worried about trying to live a healthier lifestyle and, and, you know, trying for longevity. Well, if you want to start somewhere, start with your heart. And the main thing is you got to try to prevent and reduce unnecessary inflammation in your life. Um, start eating anti-inflammatory foods. Of course, don't smoke. Limit alcohol intake. There's a lot of studies where people said one glass of wine, you know, is good for your heart. Well, the problem is no one has half a glass of red wine. 
They just don't. And it, you can do that by eating red grapes if you want some of the antioxidant properties. Um, you also want adequate exercise and being active. We'll talk about that in just a few minutes here. You want to get enough good quality sleep. You want to manage your stress and you also want to manage your weight. So those are some things to remember. You know, eat an anti-inflammatory diet. Don't smoke. Do not drink. You want to get adequate exercise. You want to be an active. Active lifestyle is good for your heart. You want to get enough quality sleep. You want to manage your stress. Lower that cortisol. Cortisol is a nasty hormone for the heart. It's a stress hormone. And you want to manage your weight. So what's an anti-inflammatory diet? Well, you want to avoid inflammatory foods. So you want to get a lot of colors of the rainbow, fruits, vegetables. You want to increase your omega-3 fats. Um, you want at least three servings per week of fish like salmon, mackerel, herring, lake trout, sardines, albacore tuna, um, you want guacamole in there, you want olive oil, you want to get those omega-3 fats in your, from your diet and get that level up. If you can't do that, guess what? Then you have to take a supplement, an omega-3 supplement. You want to make sure you completely avoid foods that have trans fats. Trans fats is just the position of some of the, uh, the chains, the chemical structure of the fats you're eating, and that's just the artificial fats, hydrogenated oils, hydrogenated fats. Um, the way those hydrogens are positioned, actually your liver sees it as plastic. It causes inflammation in your liver. So you wanna limit most of those trans fats, your hydrogenated oils, you wanna limit all that. So yeah, butter is good. Good olive oil, real oil is, uh, is important. You also want to uh, reduce um, refined white sugar. We now know that refined white sugar, for whatever reason, we won't go, we'll do uh, Syndrome X and insulin resistance in another podcast because this is still a lot of information for some people. But you want to avoid white sugar because it's inflammatory to a human. Yes, it tastes good and it's okay to have a little bit here and there with a big meal that has a lot of protein and good fats with it. So if you're gonna have mashed potatoes and a big hunk of turkey, you can have a slice of that pumpkin pie. But that's when you have it, when you have that full meal together. You just don't wanna eat pumpkin pie or ice cream or candy by itself, because that causes inflammation. And yeah, that affects your heart. Believe it or not, there's actually studies showing to reduce inflammation, you have to have a high fiber diet. So go for about 30 grams a day. So that's where you have the fruits and vegetables. If you don't get enough, do a fiber supplement. You have to get your fiber level, level up. If you get your fiber level up, that actually reduces inflammation in your body. So what does this look like? Fruits and vegetables. You want four to five cups per day. Your omega-3s, that means fish. You want that two to three, like I said, servings a week. Your protein, you know, you want to really work in wild meats, lean meats. You don't want the real fatty ones, and you don't want the ones full of hormones, but make sure you got a good butcher to get your meat from. You want fiber, high fiber. You definitely want to limit your snacks and desserts um, as much as you can, because the, and if you're going to have a snack and dessert, make sure your stomach's already full with a good high-protein, moderate-fat 
and that's healthy fat meal. And yeah, you can have lots of vegetables that have fibers in it and high water content. Go for your high water content vegetables and high water content fruits. Things to decrease, fake trans fatty acids. Remember those trans fats, guess what? They look like plastic to the body. Refined vegetable oils, white sugar, processed meats, and really saturated fats. You have to be careful with that. So, and that's just, you know, make sure you're picking lean pieces of beef. Again, I, I don't jump up and down about the fatty acids. I just look for, are you eating things that are reducing your inflammation day in, day out? Someone texted me just a little bit ago and wanted to know heart healthy supplements. Like I said, you know, omega-3s, you want your fish oil supplements, anything that reduces inflammation, like vitamin A, vitamin C, vitamin E, they're all anti-inflammatory. There's a lot of antioxidant, anti-inflammatory supplements out there. Zinc, selenium are very good. Um, Heart-specific, coenzyme uh, Q10, you can go for that. Um, A lot of people are taking that for heart health. Hawthorn root or berries or leaves. Again, um, they're taking that to help with heart. Um, Red rice yeast, that kind of helps regulate fats and circulating cholesterol. Put it to a level where you're not just laying it down everywhere. And again, if you do have a heart condition, a physical condition, this podcast in no way, no way um, is an excuse not to get a coach a chiropractor trained in nutrition, nutritionist, an internist, a cardiologist, a GP, please see someone to help you through this. These are just ideas and education. But there's a lot of good supplements out there. Garlic is a great one for heart health. Um, So I'm not going to go into how to take the supplements, how many you should take, The first thing you should work on is your diet and try to get all your anti-inflammatory properties out of your diet. Then go back to say vitamin A, C, or E, some fish oil, some basics, and then you can move on to some of these other supplements. But again, work with, you know, someone who knows your body. Find out what foods cause you inflammation. You know if you're a little dairy intolerant or gluten intolerant or seafood intolerant. And you want to eat those foods that reduce your personal inflammation. Not what the book says, not what anyone else says, what works for you. And get enough quality protein, of course, at least 100 grams a day. So what do we do for, for exercise? Well, a lot of times they used to say you want to get into this, you know, this target zone for heart. And that was, that was really, really uh, big for training the heart. We now know for the average person, when you go anaerobic, which means without oxygen, you're training so hard that you're burning glycogen. You're not burning, you know, fat for a fuel source. You're, you're burning your body's stored sugar, that that's not so good, especially for heart health. You can get a nice, strong heart that way. But the real goal is you want to go slow, probably at the pace that you vacuum your house at. You want to make sure you can have a conversation or at least contribute to a conversation when you're walking, when you're biking, when you're doing your aerobic cardio activity. 
And then maybe in your half hour every day of cardiac or movement that you go up for at least one minute, maybe 30 seconds if you're a little older, increase the rate a little bit. So a good example where you go for your half hour walk, 15 minutes into it, you walk as fast as you can for 60 seconds. Then you go back to your same pace. And then about eh, minute 28, 29, you're on your way home. You, that last two blocks, you walk as fast as you can. And then you take a block to go slow. That'll put you up into like a increased exertion. Um, and that's, that's only where you want to be for just a very small amount of time. They call it perceived exer exertion. And you want to be at like if 10's the most you can go, the most cardi cardiovascular, aerobic, anaerobic exertion you can do when you're walking or running, that will be a 10. You want to bounce up to 7 or 8 at least for a minute a couple times a day, even 30 seconds if you can do it. But the most important for all those out there, and we'll make it real simple, is to get moving. Please get moving. That's the most important thing you can do. Reduce your inflammation. Stop smoking and drinking. Get a lot of water. Get a lot of high-quality sleep, high-quality protein, anti-inflammatory oils and fats in your body, anti-inflammatory fiber and vitamins and minerals, and get about 30 minutes of activity that you're moving pretty quick, but you can still have a conversation and then try to speed it up a couple times in that. If that's too much, then just stay with 30 minutes of walking every single day. 30 minutes of light biking every single day. And you'll see how your heart will turn around. I also recommend that for everyone over 40 to get a full checkup, get an, at least one EKG. And if you're over 40, 45, get a CT, CAT scan, a CT cardio scan. That's where they do a calcium score. They take a CT of your heart. It takes about five minutes. It's pretty cheap. Mine was like 100 bucks cash. And they look for calcium deposits around your heart. I'm 52. I'm old. I don't eat always the best. Um, you know, I'm th over 300 pounds. I had my cardiac score done, and it's zero. Zero. Yes, I said zero. All my plumbing is completely clear around my heart. Wow, Fred, how's that possible? Well, I've always kept moving, controlling my stress, sleep, water, and taking vitamin E, vitamin A, vitamin C, and trying to think about a heart-healthy lifestyle. Go for a walk, control your inflammation in your life, and you may have to reduce your stress too. Whatever inflames you will damage your heart. If it damages your emotions, it can damage your heart. If your diet's terrible, you're affecting your heart. Eat for your heart, not for your depression, not for your emotions. Eat for longevity. Is that spoonful of cake really worth what it's going to do to you and your family and your legacy if you have a heart problem? And if you do, take care of your heart. You live an anti-inflammatory lifestyle, guess what? You get to have a sl some fun, a slice of fun once in a while. It's okay because you've been taking care of yourself. 
get that CT calcium score, that CAT scan. You can Google it, look it up, and everyone should get one. Then you, you can stop worrying about atherosclerosis for now and get one every couple years if you're doing good. If you find out your score is too high, work with someone to get those numbers down. And this has been another Fact Podcast. Thank <laughs> you.